Hello, sexy nerds of the Nerd Imperium. Welcome to this week's episode of the Currently Nerdy Empire, or Currently Nerdy Podcast. We are your inner conclave wow. of nerd- This is the second you, time I fucked it up. You listened to it. Yeah, and I still fucked it up, but it's okay. Uh, we are your inner conclave of nerdom. My name is Diz, and I am your pop culture and sports nerd. Ali? I'm Ali, your classic nerd. And I put in a Jolly Rancher right as I was as we were starting. <laughs> now, even though I knew we were starting. V? I'm V, a comic book nerd. I don't know how I fucked that up. Yeah, you meant, you've done, but for people who have been listening for a long time, back when we first started, Diz actually wrote out the intro yeah, yeah. on a notepad, and mm-hmm. a legal pad, and somehow managed to fuck it up. Every week. Every week. There was a period that, like, every week for six months, <laughs> you got it wrong, even though you were reading it. Yeah. Like, it was right in front of you. Yeah. Then you went from memory, uh-huh. and you've gotten <laughs> marginally better. Yeah. Five years down the line, you've done it now, what, 200 and something times? 283 times? 285 times now. <laughs> you still got it wrong. <laughs> Listen, in my defense... It should be muscle memory. Like, your mouth should just inherently... Okay, look. In my defense, it's late. We're recording later than we normally do, right? Yeah. That's one. You're a bit of an old man if you think this is late, though. Yeah, look, if if we were... Because it's, it's only 10 o'clock. It's, te- it's 1045, okay, motherfucker. Okay. All right, it's almost 11. If we, were at a, if we weren't here, I'd have been at home in bed right now, getting ready to go to You're sleep. You're an old man. Yeah, I've, I've, I've been told that. <laughs> I, may, I may look old... But you are an old man. If, if 11 o'clock is considered, yeah. oh man, it's late. I can't do the intro that I've been doing for five years. Okay, so check us out, all right? So I went to my cousin's house um, to hang out with some family. What cousin? My, my cousin, Maria. Okay. Right? So we went there. We're hanging with her, her husband, some of the cousins, and we're having just like a few drinks, chilling, eating, right? Yep. Just like a chill family night, you know? 11.30 hits, and I'm like... I point to to my roommate Amir and I'm like Amir, dude, let's get the fuck out of here. It's Amir late. is in all of our family parties yeah. more than I am. I love that. Yeah. So he's more he's more family than I am. I nudge him and I'm like, let's get out of here, bro. I'm tired, right? He's a socialite. He's like, yeah. no way. No, he's fine to leave. He's a social butterfly. Forty two year old man is like, what the hell is wrong with you? It's only eleven thirty. Why do you want to go home? Her husband. Yeah, I'm like, I'm tired, man. He's like, what the fuck do you mean you're tired? It's 11.30. You're, you're 29 years old. Are you, it's a Friday night. He's got a point. I'm like, I want to go to bed. <laughs> like, he, he's got a point. He runs his own business and he's in his 40s. Yeah. yeah. He, if anyone's allowed to be tired, he's allowed to be yeah. tired. Mind you, I had one drink the whole night, right? And like he had like 17 at this point. And he's sitting there just sipping out the bottle. And he's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You're staying until at least 12.30. And I'm like... No, we'll compromise. I'll stay till twelve. <laughs> I'll stay What'd you drink? I had I had like a little glass of whiskey. Do you, you're an old fashioned guy. Yeah, Do you like old fashioned. I love old fashioned. I recently just saw an old fashioned. Was at a, a dinner party. Uh huh. And it came out in almost like a mason jar type thing mm-hmm. with smoke in inside. Huh? There was smoke on the inside of it. When you opened it up, smoke came out. Okay. It had like a hint of a barbecue flavor. The fuck? Mm-hmm. That's a classic. Oh, they're doing this thing now with a lot of um, kind of we modern bars, where they're putting like a little bit of dry ice in there oh, to cause the thing. But I mean, old fashions really like um, they, they really pop in Orange County. Actually, really? like they become they've kind of become back in style in this area. Yeah, because of Mad Men. Yeah, but what yeah. is it? Essentially, it's it's like a it's a bourbon 
mixed with orange bitters, Angostura bitters, as well as uh, like a brown sugar cube, mm-hmm. and it's lightly stirred, and it's finished off with like an orange zest just the along zest. the outside of the rim. The mm-hmm. smoke tripped me out, though. I was like, what is this? Yeah, that's actually like a top. Yeah, a lot of like upscale bars will do that now. You know, it, mm. it's not, it doesn't do anything. It just kind of adds a little pizzazz to to the drink. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, that's a whole fancy. There's a whole thing now where people are trying to figure out how to inject that smoke into like the giant ice balls and like have this whole. Yeah, it's all showmanship. It added like a barbecue esque flavor, so I hear. But I saw and I thought of you. Yeah, Yeah, I was like, he'd like this. It could have been the bourbon because bourbon can be smoky. So that might that might have been the alcohol that was actually the top on and shit. Um, That's kind of interesting. I've been to a bunch of like bars. You get old fashions all the time. Yeah, but like, so I've been I've been to I went to one bar here in Irvine at the. Like one of the hotels here, they have You're like a bourbon and whiskey type guy. Yeah, typically, right, it's my drink of choice. Mm-hmm. But um, they brown they, drinking brown. Yeah, mm. basically. Uh, so what they do is they they pre make their old fashions and they have it in a mason jar, and then they pour it out that way because it makes it easier. Because oh, an, an old fashioned isn't a hard drink to make, but if the bar is busy, it takes some time to make. Okay. So like they have it pre made, so it's because a lot of people order it, and like they have like different types of old fashions. They have, like a one that had like some apple bourbon in it. They had like uh, different ones. I I just went with the classic. You know, like my I accused whiskey. you of being an old man earlier, uh-huh. but I have a confession to make. What? I have fallen asleep mid conversation with people before. Oh yeah, that's normal for you. Yeah, but you do it with your eyes open. No, I've closed my. I like <laughs> legit. I don't know what type of rumors you're spreading about me, but. Wasn't Jim. there like who who was it? Princess Bride was someone who fell asleep with their eyes open. Mm. There was uh. some movie, or you know, there was an episode of like Xena Warrior Princess where she had hired the mercenaries, and one of them fell asleep with his eyes open. He was holding an axe. That's crazy. Yeah, like I don't know why I remember that, but I just kind of <laughs> <laughs> wow. It obscures you. We ask him simple questions, and his his brain is blank. We ask him like somehow he's able to go into the vault. And not Hercules the Legend could do like the main series. Yeah. Xena, the offshoot series. Hey, Xena was better than Hercules. I don't know about that. Uh, okay. I, gonna, I will make the argument that She's attractive, but yeah. come on. The her the the first, you know, two or three seasons of Hercules, hands down the best. Yeah. Of that, of that Without whole universe. A doubt. The last the last Funky. bits of Hercules, not Funky. good. And then uh, I would say that the first couple of seasons of Xena Warrior Princess was better than the last seasons of Hercules. The last seasons of Xena, though, were like, I don't know what the fuck happened. Yeah, she was fighting gods from all over the place. Someone got some LSD. Someone got their hands on LSD and said, let's do LSD and write about mythology. Because at some point... This lady ended up in China. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to point out where Greece is and where China is. And like, I think she met Attila the Hunter or something. Yeah, and I'm like, wait yeah, a minute. Yeah. This doesn't work because the timelines, when Attila the Hunter exists versus when Xena exists, it's just like, it's not... Ali, it doesn't work. It's a show. She has a giant uh, uh, chakram that literally bounces off walls and hits 12 people well, at one I'm time. I'm just saying, for historical accuracy, <laughs> it was not a historically <laughs> accurate yeah. show. And then she's throwing chi balls. When did that, what, what's going on That's here? true. And then she fought that Jesus dude. Then she fought the Roman Empire. Yeah. Where did, what? Yeah, so, you know, I mean, there's a whole lot of stuff going on. Isn't there a bunch of wrestler cameos in Xena and Hercules? I don't think so. Or was that La Femme Nikita? La Femme Nikita, because that was on the USA Network. It was Uh, after Raw. 
That's right. But like, <laughs> sometimes it's just like the shit out of you. What? <laughs> La Femme Nikita is a yeah. TV show. Please tell me you didn't watch that show. I only watched it when wrestlers were on it. Stupid I also ass. watched Walker, Texas Ranger. Oh, God. When no. Stone Cold was on it. No. That was on daytime TV. I remember watching it when, you know, when we didn't have school. That and was even worse even than Even then, it, even as like a 13 year old, I was like, this shit is corny. This yeah, is the work. Yeah. Somehow he like, never gets in trouble. Yeah. There was another yeah. one with Don Johnson that. That Stone Cold was on a few times, and I watched that. I don't remember what the show is called, but I remember Don Johnson was in it. Mm. So I actually started. I, I uh, I'm I'm catching up for Game of Thrones now, mm. right? So I started watching, started binging. Can I ask you guys a question? It, it might just not be... coming out until next year. Yeah, it's a long time. What the fuck? Right? So, yeah, but in a yeah, few but months. like summer. Of oh, it's summer. Yeah, it's taking a long. It's a very long no, time. I, I I've they're milking that. They're milking. I've established a couple of these. Number one. Sandra Glenn, hand down, hands down, probably my favorite character. The, the Hound? Series. I figured he'd be your favorite. The Hound is my favorite, other than the beginning. In the end, he's my favorite. Yeah, I figured he's calling be everyone cunts, right? Oh, but hey. I, but <laughs> the question is, does Jon Snow's fighting ability seem to kind of ebb and flow according to how the writers yeah. want oh, to yeah, put it? For sure. It's so weird. Like, he goes from being like the best at the wall to not being able to beat anybody to like being a mediocre swordsman. Also, like, to point out the fact that he becomes this amazing swordsman at the wall. The wall is filled with other knights. Yeah. So the idea that Jon Snow is somehow the best swordsman is like, it's like a random, like, what? Yeah. I just thought it was weird. I, I, it I was wondering. I was, okay, I was wondering if you guys had, had saw that too. Yeah, because I'm like, Jon Snow is a weird. Yeah, because Rob disability. used to whoop his ass back in it. The problem yeah. is that the showrunners suck. Yeah. And so the writing, the writing's not bad. But the direction is bad, and so it ends up a lot of inconsistency. So what ends up happening is the writing is subsumed for the direction. By which I mean the writing does whatever the direction needs it to do. Uh, if yeah. it needs Jon Snow to be like Deus Ex, Deus Ex. Mm -hmm. If it needs Jon Snow to be shitty, it does that. The, the plot armor of certain characters. The, there's a lot of stuff that you just kind of go, yeah, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Even though you know the writers aren't that bad, but it's because Benioff and Weiss managed to fucking... Yeah. Fuck that show up bad. I think it yeah. goes from like all oh, right to even worse. I think we talked we talked about this before, but it's yeah. really like you really it's, a, it's you, obvious. You really create a connection with the characters because of the actors. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. like when you like really break the storyline down to it's kind of its bare parts, you kind of go, dumb. "There's a lot. There's a lot that's really missing." It's a here. lot of dumb shit. Yeah. Question for you: Since you're watching it now, having having seen the last like three seasons, right? You saw the last three or last mm -hmm. two? Yeah, last three. Um, last three. So. Characters that you know are gonna die, do you try not to like get an emotional attachment? That's, that's, a, fair, that's a fair question. Right? I'll allow it. That's a fair question. <laughs> so, because like it's one thing to like get attached to a character throughout the show and then they die. It's another thing to retroactively watch. Oh shit, the fucker's alive. Yeah, and you know he's gonna die. <laughs> or she's gonna die. <laughs> and you're like. Oh, but I like them. Let me not get too attached. Do you try not to get too attached? I don't, like, know, or I don't it, know how you... Is it a ticking clock for you? Like, oh, fuck. When is like, it oh, well, I try to enjoy them while I have them. Like, uh, what, what's a... You, are there like, characters you know nothing, there, Johnson. Are there, are there, yeah, like, are there characters that show up and you're like, what the hell? Who's this person? Because they've been dead yeah. at a season that you haven't watched yet. Well, because, so, like, uh, when... The first time I saw... Uh, was it Barristan Selmy? 
Oh yeah, uh, like when he gets killed by the harpies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like that was the first time I ever saw so him. For, you I had no idea time. who he was when we watched when we watched yeah. the season. We should have spoiler alerted this long. But it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, the, it's been out for ages. So like, whenever I saw him, like oh, some old white guy got killed by dudes in masks, I gave a shit. But then right? now you've seen. And I kind of went, oh my god! Like, and then you know you learn about the warlocks and the whole him, thing, yeah, and like yeah, yeah. dude during the Astapor, yeah, you know, like he's a big part of the Astapor storylines and all that shit. Like, oh, I actually liked, and that's another one. I'm like. This motherfucker was like the best Kingsguard of all time, the and he best. just got his ass kicked by a bunch of like dudes who used to own slaves. This is why like, the Barris yeah. and Selmy story arc for, for people in the show was really bad. Yeah, Barris and Selmy is considered to be not just. There's only consi- one swordsman who's supposed to be better, and that's Arthur Dane, the Sword of the Morning, right? Yeah, yeah. Who we, you saw as well. He's fought with two swords. The only guy who fought. Two Swords in the flashback series, yeah, where it kind of re, 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 re kind of tells the real truth of how Ned Stark, Ned Stark him. defeated him. He didn't, right? He got lucky, some guy from behind. The only other the person that comes close to him is Barrison Selmy. Barrison Selmy uh, is considered okay. to be like an artist, yeah, like a, they actually say he's a painter, except his paintbrush is a sword and he only paints with one color, yeah, uh, uh-huh. right? He's, he's that good. So the idea of him being taken down by the harpies was a bit much for people, yeah. It's like because I know, I mean, you brought that up, but I didn't know the, who the yeah, hell he was when he died because that's, that's literally the first time I saw him, but yeah, I annoyed me. And you know, you know, actually, who I, who I miss, Jano Slint. <laughs> Which I'm think? so happy. You, okay, you, because you, you technically never have seen Jano Slint. No, you? I never saw Jano. Well, so you never experienced Jano Slint. I didn't. Yes. You just not, know that he's not in the later series. Yeah, yeah. So you know something's happening. So I went and I watched. I watched all the the. I watched Janos the timeline of Jano Slint. The guy who was a uh, the uh, city guard, the gold cloaks that gets kicked out by uh, Tyrion, Tyrion Lannister. He's the bald guy with the beard. Oh, at the he's, wall. He's, a, he's yeah. a dick to Jon Snow. He's. The, the, Sir Alistair? Yeah, yeah, he was... He uh, gets beheaded by Johnson. Oh, yeah. yeah because yeah. he refuses an order. Yeah, he doesn't want to go to that one castle, exactly. right? But yeah. I love the fact that, like, all these other people, if you look at all these other characters in the series, they all have... A lot of them have some great final words, right? Yeah. A lot of them have all these sorts of really, like, cool things to say before they die. No. His dumbass is like, I've always been afraid, and he gets his head cut off. <laughs> <laughs> he was, uh, what's his name's little blackie? Yeah. He was uh, Alistair, Sir yeah, Alistair. He was one of the more satisfying deaths. Didn't someone say cunt before they died? <laughs> like, that was their final Yeah, word. no, because, no, that was when when um, Sander Clegane went to kill the, the rogue men without banners oh, for, yeah. for killing all the... Uh, for for killing all like the uh, the the people that he was working yeah, making yeah. the houses with, yeah, yeah. he's all like, well, "What are your last words to me?" He's like, "Fuck you!" He's like, "That's gonna be your last word, really?" And then the guy just went, "Cut!" And then he and then he like freaking <laughs> yeah, uh, chopped, chopped off his head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a lot of satisfying deaths. There's a lot of unsatisfying deaths. Yeah, there's a lot of kind of because there's so much realism that you just kind of go, yeah. "Wait, are you I'm, caught up or no?" I'm I think I'm more uh, yeah I'm pretty I'm caught up. I'm caught up. You're finally caught up. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I, I I'm interested because now it's like I'm trying to figure out whether or not Cyril Farrell is still alive. Oh, you're part of the you're the tr- the you're Jack a, and Agar thing. You're a truther. Yeah. You're a Cyril uh, Farrell truther. Like, I'm not sure. There's a whole <laughs> truther, dancing lessons. <laughs> there's a whole conspiracy yeah. theory that Cyril Farrell is actually Jack and Hagar. Yeah, I've read that, and then yeah, because you hear this thing where like when you listen into what's going on, you hear metal swords fall, not a wood one. I'm like, that's some dumb yeah. shit. But I'll, I'll, I'll you know I'll allow it. Yeah, because <laughs> I like Cyril Farrell. <laughs> Here's what's going to happen. And I, I'm going to say this now. 2019 is going to come. The last season is going to happen. 
and all the truth or conspiracies that people have had, they're going to be really disappointed. Yeah. It's going to turn out like the stuff that they've been like desperate to know, like, hey, hey Jack and Hagar cereal for real. None of that's going to be answered. R yeah. plus yeah. L equal J was a truth or conspiracy in that game. No, <laughs> because that one was the most, op- like, it was on the nose. Like, everyone's like, all right, come on. Yeah. Everyone knows this is. Yeah, I mean, that but there's was, stuff yeah. like that, that people stretch to the point where, like, okay, now you're now you just pulled. That's up. the thing, though. It's like the Zero Pharrell thing. Literally, was season one. Yeah, people right? are still talking. About and it. it's like they're still talking about Zero Pharrell. There's no evidence whatsoever. Yeah, and even then, like the writers aren't gonna just bring him back all of a sudden, Not like today. Yeah. <laughs> what do we say to death? Not, Not today. today. Yeah. It reminds me. Of, See, that doesn't uh, make any sense either, because he's like, because technically. Uh, Jock and Hagar is all about death. Yeah. Sierra Farrell's telling him we're not gonna we're gonna Jack and death. also the, the actor the reason people ended up really liking Sierra Farrell is because of the actor. Yeah. The book Sierra Farrell looks nothing like that. Sierra Farrell is like a thin, bald guy. Oh. Right? Um and he's he like his clothes are very much similar to the other water dancer that you uh-huh. see in the arena. Yeah. They, they just loved this guy, the actor with this guy, curly hair. He's kind of pudgy, but he's like, he's cocky. Like here's here's, really here's what they were going for. They were going for Mandy Patinkin in The Princess Bride. My the guy plays Inigo Montoya. Oh, is that what they were going for? You killed my father. I don't know if that's what they were going for. It's not even close. But that's what they went for. I don't know about that. It's, yeah. it's, that's my theory. Serial Pharrell. Turns out to be an equal. I like the He's actually in Princess Bride. Yeah. <laughs> Game of Thrones and Princess Bride are the same world. In the same universe. There's people that are truthers. There's people that are conspiracies. And, and then there's, there's your dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> just like that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Boom. You don't even have to do drugs. Like, that's just the only way that would make sense is if someone got hit in the head with a hammer. What? If you got hit in the head with a hammer, <laughs> then the logic makes sense of those two worlds being connected. Are you trying to like tell me that you hit me in the head with a hammer when I'm I was trying trial? to say that you have the intelligence of someone with? Did you deep, deep mental deficiencies? When I was a child, have you? Did you ever hit me in my head? Not I mean, with a hammer. Yeah, I mean, you had to have hit him in the I've head. I've hit you in the head. That's yeah. a fair, like... And we did that, like, last but, week. When but we not were with that, like, not in my defense, never with a hammer. But you, you, you... Have I thought about hitting you in the head with a ball-peen hammer? It's different. Yeah. <laughs> yes. About, yeah. as, a, as an innocent child, did you ever... You were never an innocent child. You were mm. never an innocent child. I was an innocent child, though. You were but, never an innocent child. I mean, to be fairly, you weren't either... I never claimed to be an innocent yeah, child, yeah, yeah. but he sure as hell wasn't yeah, an innocent yeah, child. Like, you were one. How the hell is yeah. he one? Fuck that. I, I've committed very little sin compared to you. <laughs> you My a, sins are minor. It's just, just little things. It's your know, fault. You, yeah. <laughs> My sins are now your burdens yeah, because you hit me in the head as a kid. Look, not to ruin our, our jovial... Oh, yeah. Introduction into into Game of Thrones, but if we're going to talk about brilliant authors and 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 kind of world been by brilliant authors, I mean G. George R. R. Martin, yeah, not, yeah, not fucking Weiss Benioff yeah. and Weiss. If I saw Benioff and Weiss, I wouldn't spit at them because I, that's a very disgusting thing to do. Would you bite your thumb at them? But I would, I would, I would, I would bite my thumb at them. Wow. <laughs> That's intense. A fig to you, sir. A fig to you. <laughs> That's what I would. Shakespeare. Yeah. This guy knows it. Because seriously, oh, fuck those God. two. But in kind of tragic news, yeah. uh, Stanley passed away. Yeah. Mm. yeah. V, yeah. do you want to talk, give us a little bit of a, what happened? I mean, it caught us. He was old. Yeah. But so, it was still one of those like, oh, yeah. fuck. I had to tell you, you know, there's a, there's not a lot of people, I think, in in media or in, you know, or in show business that, that you know, that would impact me. 
if I found out that they died, right? I mean, I appreciate the work that people do, but at the end of the day, I don't know who they are. Yeah. Right? The the, the two people that did impact me is, number one, Anthony Bourdain, right? And now Stan Lee. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was 95 years old, you know? I mean, but he is, you know, he's a California boy. He's from L.A., right? Or he lives in L.A. And, you know... uh, I, the truth is, he never stopped working. I, you no. know, I was doing, mm-hmm. I was doing conventions. You know, I do conventions at, um, you know, almost twice a month, and I saw them, uh, the big ones. I saw him at almost every single one, and not just like nonstop conventions. I mean, how many? He was in every fucking Marvel, movie. every Marvel Kenya. movie. He did that thing. He, he was, was writing. Yeah. He, jo- he joked about it. I'm so happy you all come out to see me. And yeah, then, uh, he technically, he is the highest grossing actor of all time, right? His movies, the movies that he's in, if you... He doesn't get paid for those cameos, does he? But if you, if, as an actor... His cameos don't get paid. No. no. But as an actor, he is the high, for His movies, collectively, are the highest grossing of all time. More than... Okay, I, I see what you're trying to say. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That is I true. mean, you know, that's... I mean, you said it in a really dumb way. Yeah, you, you didn't know, say it in yeah, the Highest... His films are the highest... Don't try, actor, okay? You fucked highest, up the intro. You're not going to get this right, okay? You know what I meant. Like, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah we know what you mean. Uh, the, Hammer to the head. What, yeah. It's your fault. You <laughs> yeah. did it. You did it. You son of a bitch. So, what's crazy is that, and I, this is actually a personal anecdote of mine, is that I, I did uh, I did Stan Lee's Kamikaze last year, and, I, you know, he was obviously there. It's his own show. It's in yeah. L.A. Uh, you know, and the man was there. Like, they had to cut his signing short by a couple hours, but he was still there for seven hours signing and taking photos. Very energetic every single at that day. age. Yeah. What's even crazier is that I flew to Australia the next weekend. We were on the same flight together. He was going to the same shows that I was in I was Australia. in the airplane. Yeah. So we were on the same airplane. I saw him at the airport. Like, Did you say anything? No. I okay. mean... He, he had his hand. Like, he looked honestly like he was in a wheelchair. Like oh, okay. I didn't want to. You know, it's one of those him. things where you know it's like I appreciate what he's done. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Bother yeah, he had gotten to that age where like anytime he trended, your yeah. heart kind of jo- you sunk a little bit. You didn't like, like sneak a photo or anything. No, no, I don't. I don't do that. Like, no. what, what's the point of that? I don't. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. other people would have. How did he die? So it was actually of um, pneumonia. Just yeah, battling pneumonia, happened, yeah. yeah. So like you know, over time, it's just one of those things that kind of I think it all added up. But you know, I mean, his wife had passed a year or two ago, yeah. right? And it was, I feel like part of it had to do with the the reason why he was working so much is I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that it was like he really had that's all he had left. Yeah, for a lot of the time. Well, you know, I think like, also like he. One of the things I think we can all appreciate about Stanley is that. He genuinely liked what he did. The yeah. people who do what they do because it's a job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're writers that write and they're not always fond of their creations. There's artists that aren't fond yeah. of their creations. They're people that even musicians they get tired of their kind of yeah, creations. Like, you know like what they mean? don't play the hits anymore, yeah, right? Like, I don't want to do them. my hits anymore or whatnot. Stanley genuinely loved it. I gotta say that he's the one guy that kind of united everyone. Yeah. Everybody loved Stanley cameos. Everyone loved Stanley. Everyone loved the work they did. Mm-hmm. Of course, the only person who apparently didn't was fucking Bill Maher. Fuck Bill. Talk Maher. about ruining. Like, yeah, took yeah. the worst moment. Rather than, I mean, everyone is in this kind of in the world is kind of go. Oh man, Stanley, nice old guy. Never pissed anybody off. Yeah. Always did kind of great work. He takes this moment to do what. Talk shit. Talk shit. Just to, oh, you know, people believe in comic books. What a fucking dick 
thing does, I mean, if, if any evidence, we've been warning people for ages that Bill Maher's a fucking dick. This guy literally couldn't even wait, what, a couple months to mock comic books? He had, yeah. He's going to use the opportunity of Stan Lee's death. Ignoring the fact that comic books, based off of any understanding of, of them from a critical theory perspective, from a literature perspective, from a religious studies perspective, are modern-day myth-making. Mm-hmm. They are essential to the stories that we tell about ourselves and the characters uh, that we believe in. I mean, the ancient Greeks had a pantheon. The Romans had a pantheon. All religions have these kind of cult of heroes. And in an age, a kind of global, multicultural, secular age, for many of us, that's the comic books. See, the thing about Bill Maher, for me, right, mm-hmm. I think he is to the left-wing what the alt-right is to the right wing but if you did like a venn diagram of like the alt-right and uh and bill maher yeah there would be a lot in the middle there between the two of them Mm. right because he says racist shit right like he called himself a house n-word all right he hates on like things that he shouldn't hate on like he hates millennials and how kids you know now don't want to be adults he's short uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that sure. makes sense. Yeah. 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 Sure. yeah he it does that to you. So it's like <laughs> the Napoleonic complex. I yeah. But was also a, a complete horrible Muslim. Like people. Always, I know. It was like he was regular height. He's actually regular. Yeah. He was regular, regular height. height. That's propaganda spread by the British. Are not mistaken. It's not the British or the American. Someone spread this rumor that he was short. He was nothing of the sort. He was like five seven, five eight. That's not short. That's not short for his time. In our time. Who are we talking about? Napoleon. Napoleon. Oh, I thought we were talking about Bill Maher. No. Oh. Napoleon. I don't know how tall Bill Maher is. I just feel I feel like he's short. Oh. <laughs> I look at him through the TV. I'm like, oh, this motherfucker's sitting well, on a pillow. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he's on some phone books, you know? Or <laughs> like, he's on the booster seat at Chuck E. Cheese. Um, it's a really weird accusation <laughs> to lobby at someone, yeah. right? Yeah. Up, I don't man. know why I did it, but it, it, it feels true. I think the way that, I mean, I don't think you're wow. wrong. In this shit. That yeah. was a very fucking <laughs> Kellyanne Conway, it feels true. Mitch McConnell thing to say right there. It feels, it feels true. true. I don't know. I've seen, I, like, when you look at him, you just go, phone book. Newt Gingrich yeah. ass <laughs> motherfucker. I, I, I don't, you know, I can't, I don't know if physically he's short, but I feel like the way that he presents himself, he his stature is short in terms of mentally emotional. Yeah, he, he presents right? yeah, himself like, as a small dick man. Yeah. Yo, you know he like praised Trump before Trump became. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, there's a lot of. I mean, we could go down a whole rabbit hole. Yeah. Let's focus on the good here. The focus is that you have you have a person who's impacted. I mean, our podcast exists because of people like yeah Stanley. So we would never have a nerdy podcast so, if it wasn't for Stanley. Yeah, like for me, right? I'm. I don't read comic books. Right? No. Like, you don't I, read. It's... You could have just ended at you don't read. Yeah, true. So, like, as a kid, his, he, like, you wouldn't think that, like, it affected me, right? Like, yeah, I'm not a comic book guy, so he wouldn't be a big impact in my life. But growing up, you start getting entrenched in, like, the, the because of the stories that he wrote, they became other, uh, other mediums, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for a lot of people, that you grew up with start, Smallville and shit. Yeah, right? Uh, I didn't watch this. Yeah, no, but I'm saying yeah. that the mediums were everywhere. Yeah, exactly. But um, it gave people an escape, right? So that's what I think is, like, his biggest impact for society is he gave people who didn't have an escape an escape from reality. They're mm-hmm. kind of like, it, they felt like 
a lot of people read the comic books and think like, oh, that could be me, yeah. right? Like that's what I aspire to be, right? Yeah. So it kind of gave people hope. It gave them a vision. It kind of yeah. it took them away from like what they thought was like maybe they thought it was like a mundane or shitty life and made them imagine something else. And that's what we need, but man. You know imagination. The is, here's the thing, and this is where I mean, I'm a fantasy reader. I love fantasy, but I gotta say, this is where comic books take a little bit of a step ahead of fantasy. Fantasy gives you an escape. Comic books too, but comic books are self-aware. Comic mm-hmm. books are aware of what's going on in society. Stan Lee, ages before it was the cool, woke thing to do, wrote a whole panel against bigotry. Yeah, Let's just put it out there. Bigotry mm-hmm. is... Like, he was open about it. Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. I mean, yeah. the story of the immigrant. Yeah. The story of, of oh, you don't the person Steve of Ditko. color. Steve Ditko. Or Steve Ditko, right? Yeah, yeah. The story of the immigrant, the story of uh, the person of color, the story of the queer person. I mean, you can't look at the X-Men without seeing the civil rights, mm-hmm. right? You can't look at Captain America without the questions of Big Brother, the state, patriotism, mm-hmm. right? Like, a lot of real serious questions are raised. You wouldn't think, as much as I hate on Captain America... Right? Dude's a fucking propaganda machine, walking flag. But he, the comic books do a great job of raising a lot of questions. Right? Like, mm-hmm. today, it's unfortunate, but it's true. The gaming world has become a hotbed of neo Nazi, white supremacist, alt right thinking. Mm-hmm. Not all gamers. I love gamers, but a small contingent that's relatively sizable and vocal. Mm-hmm. But it's the comic book world. Punched fucking Hitler. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so it's not just escape. It's escape that remains aware of the world around it and isn't afraid. I mean, Storm. Yeah. Storm. First black female comic book character decades before people were talking about things like representation. Yeah. And she was badass. And she was fucking badass. What I think is important from that also is that it's... You can't expect an 11-year-old to read 1984. You can't mm-hmm. expect them to read Animal well, Farm. You, yeah. you should. Yeah, point you at, should. Point yeah. at this fuckface. He did. did. How old were you when you read 1984? 1984, fifth grade, if I'm not mistaken. So 10, 11? Yeah. And Animal Farm? Animal Farm was a little bit later. I think it was eighth grade when I read Animal Farm. Seventh grade. You can't expect any normal 11-year-old yeah. to uh, to read 1984 Animal yeah. Farm, yeah. right? Fucking prick. But the the same <laughs> kind of issues that get brought up, concepts of that you know guys like Huxley wrote about, you know, yeah. dystopian societies, yeah. you know, um, you know, uh, government mandated, you know, apartheid, mm-hmm. separation. Yeah. You know, these are concepts that. That I think a lot of people can they can understand, right? But the words that come from Orwell's writing or from Huxley's writing don't necessarily translate the same yeah. way, right? What Stan Lee did and what Jack Kirby, what Steve Ditko, and what everyone in kind of that industry did was they they gave people who were young a chance to really look into the realities of life yeah. through this fantasy scape. Yeah, and, well said. Realities of yeah. life through a fantasy scape. That's a really good way of putting it. So you can learn of so much about about yourself and about the rest of the world through these characters. Yeah. Um, ones that you couldn't necessarily learn through reading Orwell because you were too young to. I had a colleague yeah. that talked about this. And like she was, a, she said, as a black nerd, right, young black nerd who was just figuring out her gender and, and sexuality identity. She couldn't find it on TV. She couldn't find it in movies, but she found it in comic books. 
there's a reason why there's such a strong contingent of queer followers, people of of color followers of comic books, because that's where they did find the representations, right? Mm -hmm. That's where they could turn. I mean, you had Black Panther. Yeah. Right, and in an era of civil rights, you have you have storm. You had questions of the war on drugs, like all these things were in comic books. There's a reason why comic book movies became big in the era that they did. When did the comic book movies become big? The aughts. The aughts, right? The two thousands, post nine eleven. Yeah. In the war of terror, even though the, in my opinion, comic book movies, especially Marvel have been far more watered down in regards to their social awareness yeah. than the comic books have. The themes are still enough that we're... I mean, look at what Iron Man started off. What was the, the, the comic book movie that shot everything to the roof, right? Iron Man, yeah. You would say it was X-Men and Iron Man, yeah, yeah. yeah. right? X-Men story arc. What was it about? Uh, it was about a legal... Like the, it was about Senator Kelly and all that stuff. Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah Senator about, Kelly yeah. demonizing... Yeah. Mutants. Yeah. In an era of mass surveillance. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. They're in Patriot Fixed. Act, the Patriot whole thing. Act. Yeah, yeah. All of it. Well, X-Men, X-Men 1 came out pre-9-11. Pre-9-11, but became popular in that 1990-2000-2001 era. Same thing, so a story arc for the second one, right? The whole yeah. second one is literally about finding, quote-unquote, a cure. It's the third one. Whatever. Yeah. Same shit, right? Uh-huh. The story is about these... The second one's about kidnapping a bunch of these fucking little aliens, little mutants, uh-huh. and then trying to wipe them all out in a genocide. I thought they're finding Stryker. Stryker is try- literally trying to commit oh. genocide. Oh, nice. What? Well, did you not forget <laughs> what, the, like, what, what, the story arc? It's been a he while. He builds his own cerebro. Yeah. To commit genocide. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, wait, you didn't know the storyline. He said it, and you went, no, it was about Stryker. I said, I thought it was about Stryker. Yeah, Stryker, but what was Stryker doing? It wasn't just, that's right, he had a little... <laughs> oh, let's find this guy named Stryker, because his name is Stryker, right? I thought they were trying, trying to find to him for Wolverine. Genesis. But that, those are the themes, right? I remember that now really, as a little kid. Those themes were important. At the same time, we've got this debate going on about same-sex marriage, right? This was the eras of, of no on, yes on eight, no on eight, the whole, right? There's a mm-hmm. whole story going on there. Iron Man. What's the first Iron Man story about? Well, War profiteering. Yeah. War fucking yeah. profiteering. Where? In Afghanistan. In a place <laughs> like Afghanistan. In the air. So this is what I'm saying. It's like Even though the movies, are, in my opinion, have always been watered down, the themes of the comic books are so strong that that's why they became popular in the era that they did. They resonated with the community because of those story arcs. And this is, that's Stan Lee, Jack Kirby. Did, that, I mean, that's their influence, mm-hmm. right? They may not always capture the spirit of the comic books perfectly, but the themes have always been there. They're trying. Trying, to a certain degree. And hopefully, um, they will continue to do so, and at least at a, in a way that is less than just you know superficial. Oh, we've thrown in a, a woman here. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, I mean, I think his legacy will live on. Right? I think his legacy will absolutely. Yeah, I think, I think that the spirit of like what he was trying to do will, will carry on. Yeah, I mean, Marvel has continued to churn out phenomenal stories. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because te- I mean, he technically hasn't been involved in those for in ages, a yeah. long time. I mean, know? look, but look at the authors they have, like Tahanisi Coates is writing yeah, stuff. Black you know, Panther. yeah. So it's like you, 
they're they're doing a good job of running with that. Let's also talk. That. Let's all remember too. Is like what was his favorite superhero? Does he remember? Spider Man. Spider Man. The Spider Man. Spider Man. Right. Well, I don't know why you've grown on me. Tom Holland. Good. I like him. It's because you like Tom Holland. Yeah. You got a you got a man crush. You know what too. it is? I think I hate fucking what's his face. The other little piece of shit. I'm drawing a blank on his name. Andrew Tof- Garfield? No, 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 not him. Tobey Maguire? That's the prick. I don't like Tobey Maguire. I don't like Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire is like the most inoffensive character. He is. To the point where he's forgettable. He's ridiculously forgettable. Yeah. I don't like Tobey Maguire. I don't like him in Gatsby. He just plays Tobey Maguire. I didn't watch Seabiscuit. If you don't like Tobey Maguire in any movie, you just don't like Tobey Maguire. That's what I'm saying. He's like- never played anyone other than Tobey Maguire. Yeah. So I don't like him. So why did you just translate it to Spider-Man? Because he played Spider-Man. He was Spider-Man. No, but you hated Spider-Man during the cartoons, too. I didn't hate the Spider-Man cartoons. Anyways, the reason if I bring up Spider-Man is Spider-Man represents the kind of perfect archetype of the superhero for uh, Stanley. I mean, who was Spider-Man? Who is Peter Parker? A kid from Queens. He's an ordinary dude, yeah. right? He's an ordinary dude who develops abilities accidentally. With great power comes right? great responsibility. And he's not born with it, right? Because if you're born with it, that's a whole different story, right? Mm-hmm. You're chosen. There's a whole kind of notion of elitism that comes with, with, with being, you know, mm-hmm. right? Be, uh. Being a mutant, not necessarily with him. Well, he gets bitten. It's accidental. Yeah. And the, what, is the, what is the motto, right? With great power comes great responsibility. Uncle Ben. Everything about Spider-Man represents the kind of values that Stan Lee really tried to inject into the superhero world, right? Yeah. What is what is Spider-Man fight? Neighborhood crime. He's your na- neighborhood, local neighborhood crime, right? Spider-Man. He like he in many ways he represented the origins of comic books. Who did Batman and Superman fight when they first? Lex started? Luthor. Minorities. Super, yeah, no. Superman <laughs> originally used to fight bad tenants. Yeah. Like landlords, not yeah. tenants, landlords, like these corrupt, evil landlords that were fucking over their tenants. Uh. That's what Superman used to fight. That was uh. his main villains. It was like these, these like petty criminals. We really could use one of those. Yeah, right. Uh. Some rent is killing me here. <laughs> <laughs> so like, the, and that's, that's Spider-Man. That's yeah. Spider-Man. All the heroes have evolved in complicated ways, and so has Spider-Man. He's become part of the Avengers and all that. But at his heart. He's yeah, just an ordinary he's a friendly kid. neighborhood Spider-Man. He's just an ordinary fucking kid trying to do a little bit of good by handling neighborhood crimes. That's beautiful. It is. It's a nice thing. It's a beautiful thing. So, speaking of fantasy movies, we actually just came from a movie. Yes. We watched uh, Fantastic Beasts. Oh, we didn't watch Wreck-It Ralph? The Crimes of Grindelwald. Interesting we- enough, they keep saying Grindelwald. Grindelwald. But they said Grindelwald. In the previous movie. Continuity error? Bad pronunciation? It's because he's German. It's because they were illiterate before, now they're illiterate. They realize mm. Grindelwald is German. Let's go around real quickly, Austin. just do a, a, a feeler. First, before we go any further, spoiler alert. Yeah, at this point spoiler on. Spoiler alert from this moment on. Spoilers are in effect. Yeah, don't write us any bad reviews, yeah. pricks. Bitches. It happened like four years ago. I'm still, still gonna... I'm still bad about it. Find that guy and punch him yeah, I'm nuts. still mad about it. <laughs> so... Okay. Dave, what did you think? Just a m- first feelings. Not, no, we're not going to do any analysis. I was, Just your feelings. I was lukewarm. You were lukewarm. Lukewarm. V. Eh. Yeah. Yeah, mixed bag for me as well. Right? Mixed bag. Mixed yeah. bag. There was nostalgic quality because yeah. it's Harry Potter. Exactly. Right. I, I almost brought my wand with me. That <laughs> V gate for my birthday. Oh, the, the um, <laughs> serious, serious black. black wand. Yeah. yeah. I almost brought it, but I forgot it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think, didn't know where I'd put it. So I'd put it in my pocket and break. I think I'm for break that thing. For me, I wanted to like it more because it's Harry part Potter. of the Harry Potter universe, right? Yeah. And there was parts of the movie I enjoyed. Yeah. Right. There's 
Um, I Eddie Redmayne's performance, great, Phen- phenomenal. Zoe Kravitz's performance, great. Can we note she's absolutely gorgeous? Mm. Yeah, and stunning. Fucking wasted in this movie. Yes, just wasted. Uh, Ezra, Ezra Miller, okay. better performance than he had in the previous one. People love, the internet loves Ezra Miller for some reason. Well, yeah, he's yeah. androgynous or some is shit. That what it is? I don't know, you can't tell with him. With a jaw like that? Yeah. I don't know. Is he actually androgynous? I don't know, man, that's the term they use. I'm I don't think he's androgynous. I think yeah, what you're trying to say is he's genderqueer or he's non-binary. That's the one. Yeah, he's androgynous. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that doesn't make yeah, sense. I don't, I don't think yeah. he talks about, like... His like his sexual orientation and stuff like that either. Right? I think he's very open about his sexual orientation. Is he? Yeah, I think he's I think he's openly bisexual. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, no, no. I mean, like, yeah, how I do think... you how do you? It's like oh, there's tons of people who don't talk about their sexual orientation, and then people love them because they yeah. don't talk. No, about I think he is the arm the millennial generation. It's like the Tumblr crowd loves him. Yeah, the Tumblr crowd 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 yeah. really loves him. Yeah, Tumblr and Tumblr was the Flash, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, and Justice League. He's a little odd in the Justice League. Yeah, he's funny, but yeah. Acting was better in this one. Acting was good. Yeah. Um, Eddie Redmayne's phenomenal. Yeah, Eddie Redmayne, phenomenal. like, yeah, yeah. He, like it's just perfect. Yeah. Um, and I, Zoe Kravitz was great. Dumbledore? D- uh, Is that right? I, I appreciate Jude Law. Jude Law's a good actor, but... but As Dumbledore? Does he... Like, he didn't seem Dumbledore-esque to me. Okay, so I was Why watching... Why did they give up the wizarding clothes? Have you noticed that? That's a kind yeah, of they're weird... They're wearing suits. Yeah. They're wearing yeah. suits. He's young. Right. I know he's young, but like, at which point? What did you get? You hit fifteen? Like, fuck it, bathrobes from now on. Like, what exactly? Where? How do you go from three-piece suits to yeah. the shit that he wears? Well, see, that's when Dumbledore was so young, so he was still frequenting gay bars like Hamburger Mary's. Oh wow! Wow. Okay. Wow. <laughs> but, uh... Also, yeah, the clothing. But okay, I don't know if I buy him as Dumbledore. Okay, so they're trying to. Do you know why they're doing the clothing? Because they're trying to show the era. What? Right? They, I don't know if I buy the 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 other thing about that. I, the, I did it? buy him as Dumbledore because I was looking at him and he had a little he bit of Richard, twinkle. Yeah. He has a twinkle. You could see it. Not right? quite there. I'm just like ah, he's there. Almost, there. almost there. Uh, All right. Uh, maybe okay. next one. Let's just put it out there. There's some continuity errors. Oh, for sure. The thing I think is a big issue here. Is that it? It suffers from prequel syndrome. Mm. Prequel syndrome is that you go, you create a series, mm-hmm. and then you get greedy. No, I'm just <laughs> oh, maybe you do. And then you go, I'm gonna now create a prequel. Yeah. But the problem is when you create a prequel, you have to be very careful. You want to shock and surprise, do some type of reveal, but you don't want to do something so big that it retroactively changes. The, the whole story. The, the whole story. And yeah. there is some there's a lot that happens here that retroactively doesn't make sense. So spoilers are in effect. The first kind of simple one is the clothing thing. In the wizarding world, the reason that they dress the way that they do is because they're one step behind the fashion. Mm-hmm. They know that overly like they 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 don't wear what muggles wear normal muggle clothing because yeah. they're a step behind. Their fashion is slightly different. That's the same thing technology wise. Technology exists in the wizarding world, but yeah. it's a step behind. That's why they didn't know about no cars one's and got shit. Ca- yeah, they've got older cars. They don't have you know. They, it's just slightly different. So it doesn't make sense for them to be in the 1930s and wearing the 1930s garb. Yeah. yeah. And then later on suddenly go, we're all going to go with robes, right? Fashion changes. I understand that, right? But this, there's a disconnect somewhere here, mm-hmm. okay? That's the first kind of continuity you go, hmm, that doesn't make sense. Two, magic. Magic has always been her weak spot. 
mm-hmm. big time. I have always said that Harry Potter is actually a school mystery mm-hmm. with a sort of amateur sleuth themes to it, the detective theme to it, set in a fantasy world. Yeah. So it's that like it's a Hardy not, Boys. A, it's not really fantasy. Makes because sense. her magic system has always been her weakest part. Her creatures, I think, are interesting. I think this time around, the creatures we saw were kind of cool, just like last time. Yeah. I loved it. I'm just, I love that they're international. They're from Japan. They're from yeah, China. Yeah. They're all over. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm, I can get behind this. What I don't understand, and it comes down because she's not good with her magic system. Her magic system has acts as a sort of deus ex she just kind of uses it to explain away things mm-hmm. oh will that happen because the spell actually does this yeah. <laughs> like, well, the what? whole the, 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 the jacob thing right yeah With the, the uh, obliviate yeah yeah somehow yeah what happened for to years we've got this story that obliviate wipes out your memories then we're told, oh, it only gets rid of bad memories? Yeah, they really like, what? I mean, they just kind of went, okay, we're just going to clear the slate if here. If that's like, it true, just, it, yeah. then how does, Lock, like, how does Lockhart happen, whatever his name is? Yeah. Right? Gilderoy. Gilderoy Lockhart. Lockhart. Yeah. He obliviates, what he does is he steals the fame of other people by famous adventuring wizards. He obliviates them, steals so they lose their memory, and then claims that he did the shit that they yeah. did. If it only obliviates bad memories... Then fucking they Hermione's, Hermione's parents right. are fucking shitty parents because, because they, they forgot, forgot about her when she <laughs> obliviated them. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't quite make sense. You go, hold on a minute. What? Mm. Right. So th- th- that is odd. McGonagall shows up in this movie mm. about a decade <laughs> before yeah. she was supposed to show up. It doesn't make sense because age-wise, I don't, and this is one she should have easily picked up because she's the writer. It's not like they're adapting her story. She literally wrote the screenplay for this. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, she's yeah. like what, thirty years younger than yeah, she's, Dumbledore. She's a lot younger than Dumbledore, actually. Wait, how old was Dumbledore? Dumbledore is a hundred and something. Oh shit! Dumbledore's old. Remember, yeah. Dumbledore is like a hundred and something years old. That's right. That's right. She shows up in the fifties, if I'm not mistaken, as uh-huh. a teacher. Okay. Here, she's already a teacher in the 1920s and 30s. Doesn't uh, yeah. quite make sense. Yeah. She's about, I think, a decade too soon or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know the exact dates because I'm not that much of a you know, nerd. Yeah. But you, it's odd. You go, okay, so she retroactively threw in McGonagall there. Okay, whatever. Yeah. For so just like a cheap little... like. And then the big one, Dumbledore has another sibling. Yeah. What? Mm. Yeah, that didn't make any sense. Yeah. Oh, I, I looked at the McGonagall thing. So it takes place in 1927. Okay. McGonagall's a 20-something in there, but it, according to Pottermore, McGonagall was born 1935. Oh, so she's, oh yeah, so okay, basically eight years. Yeah. Eight, nine years. So right? she's she in negative eight she's years old. She's not born yet. Yeah. Uh, well, no, she wasn't born yet when fucking Newt Scamander was going to school and she was sitting there chasing around yeah. Lestrange and Scamander. That's what I'm saying. This is, it's off. Yeah. The timing of this is badly off. So even more than a decade. Yeah, yeah. She's there, she's, it's before she's even born, eight years before she's born, and decades before she even shows up as a teacher. Yeah, yeah. Because she also, she shows up later as a teacher. She first is an or. Yeah. And then goes in the And teaching. then becomes a teacher. Yeah, that, okay. So that's even fucking. Yeah. Bad. But the Dumbledore story blind, there's another sibling. We know about his sister. We know about tragic. his brother. Yeah. We know about Aberforth, his other yeah. brother. yeah. Somehow you're gonna tell me that all those movies went by and no one mentioned. Oh wait a minute, he's got another brother. All those yeah. movies, all those books, all those books. Yeah. No, maybe it's a lie. Maybe it's he's not Dumbledore's brother. Or, yeah. You know, Grindelwald is lying. But uh-huh. wow, what a 
Yeah, well, you're saying he was the only one that could get rid of Dumbledore, Dumbledore. right? So, like, that, okay, it would... Hold on, what? Yeah. But, so here's the thing, right? When you're doing, like, sequels in part of, like, a, a higher story arc, the second movie generally isn't that great. Matrix Reloaded. Fair enough. Shit. Shit. The Last Jedi. Shit. Okay. Right? What Empire? Empire is an exception to the rule. Now, here's the thing, though. This isn't a trilogy, though. I know. There's five movies that are coming out. Jeez, five? They're right. milking it. It was originally a trilogy. Now what? they're doing five movies. What was the second movie in uh, the prequels? Attack of the Clones? Attack of the Clones. That was pretty shit, too. Attack of the Clones wasn't bad. It was no. better than, it was so better better than, than Phantom. Phantom Menace. Well, yeah, Most people said it was better. Everything's better than Phantom Menace. So, yeah, the Star Wars, the prequels, though, it's like it got... I mean, they were none, none of them were good, but they got progressively better. Revenge of the Sith being the best of the three. Yeah, but yeah, I'm, they're all filler. Is the thing, right? That's what happens. Yeah, I Hobbit. Get, the I second get... ho- second Hobbit movie was shit. Yeah, okay. Right, like yeah. Scream Two, shit. I never watched Scream Two. Yeah, Jamie Kennedy dies. So you need to know. Okay, I think that came off in the in the in the way that the movie. Yeah, the movie is a bit of a slow burner. Yeah, that's typically what happens. Filler. Right, like that, because what that's what they're trying to do is set up for another movie. There's right? a lot of setup in this, isn't there? Yeah, it's uh, I, that's what they. For me, it was like the timing, the pacing was rough. I, I'm not afraid to admit that, like you guys, I am no longer the uh, young man that I used to. You be. never were the young man. You, you used know, to I be. don't have the the supple muscle structure. You that never I used had to. the supple muscle structure you um, used to have. <laughs> It just sounds weird that he said supple. Like I don't, that word's weird. You know, uh, I don't, I don't contour my cheekbones anymore. You never contoured your cheekbones. Oh yeah, excuse me. Uh, but I did fall asleep. You did like half, halfway into the movie. Yeah, you know? in between you and I. Yeah, <laughs> because he sat in the middle. Old fart over here. We brought our grandpa to the movies. He's technically the oldest. Of he is the oldest on this podcast. So I fell asleep. You know, I forgot that I had my Werther's Original Butterscotch Candies in my pocket. Don't fucking talk shit on Werther's Original Butterscotch Candy. That shit's great. Why did I... I didn't talk shit. That's he why said I he had, had it in his pocket. Yeah. I will say that the movie... The there's a lot that could have been cut out. I will... Because it's just... It's a three-hour movie. I remember... Uh-huh. Between the point... Yeah, right? Yeah. Between the point where I began dozing off and the point that I woke up again... The end of the credits. And I went... They're still trying to find out where this dude is at, like, and it's a three-hour movie. Okay, there's a lot. There's a lot in this movie that just kind of it flits. Yeah. Like, why are they doing what they're doing? And they find each other too easily. And like, there's this whole like thing of like, oh, we gotta find Ezra Miller's character, Credence Bone Chill or whatever. Yeah. Bo- Barebone, right? Barebone. Yeah, yeah, Talk yeah. about that's a really Dickensian name, right? Yeah, it is. So we gotta find Credence. We gotta. Fr- Apparently, Grindelwald knew where Credence was the entire time because he just showed up at, on his on his yeah, yeah, doorstep. Yeah, yeah. The also, hell? by the way, you know what pissed me off about this movie, right? Yeah. So, in um in the Deathly Hallows Part Two, yeah. Right. When I watched it in theaters, also David Yates. It's got that same yeah. like it's all like yeah. he he films everything in fucking subpoena or whatever yeah, it's called. Yeah. That, that, that fucking filter. filter yeah. It's hard to see. Yeah. It makes it hard to see for those of us with bad eyesight. Yeah. <laughs> so. Jeez. So, Deathly Hallows Part 2, all right? Do, do. Part 2, right? The mm. final stand. Um, no. <laughs> uh, there, is a, there is a scene where a man who has been bullied 
for six movies in the past or seven movies in the past finally becomes this character this hero that we all love now on the internet he's one of the most loved harry potter characters yeah oh wow yeah yeah never yeah. long never long he takes the sword turned into a stud too yeah Fucker's good looking over the sudden. sword of gryffindor and, and chops the head chops off. the head off nagini we find out nagini's a woman yeah. Holy fuck! And the poor woman was an exploited woman. She was. They put her in a circus, in a cage, in I a know, cage. Really, yeah. She's a. Apparently, she's got a curse. She got a curse. She can't control this. Right. Okay. I, now, this is I, okay. I got. We got to pause here for a moment. We got to pause. Here I'm retroactively. So here's what upset I'm saying. Myself for clapping at Neville. That's like Nagini's this evil lizard serpent thing, in the books and the movies. Kill Snape. Only the partial tongues understand her, and she's evil. She kills Snape. Right? They can kill. And then you find out, hold on, she's an Asian lady, and she's got a cursed body. Why would you retroactively throw in that storyline? Because that makes us go, okay, well, she fucking murdered somebody, and then got her head chopped off. Like, why why would you do that? One, to the only Asian character you've... Also, actually, written also, well, I don't know. You got the, the Japanese water trolls in that movie now too. Water, water, water dragon. <laughs> also, don't fucking throw me off and give me Nagini and Lestrange and want me to root for Nagini and not Lestrange. Like, yeah. Like, okay. I was supposed to root. I don't know. Okay. I was waiting for Lestrange to turn evil. Hold on a minute. This is this is okay. We gotta go in deeper in this. And I think part of this could be the fact that we're getting older. Uh huh. You grew up with Harry Potter. You love Harry Potter. As you grow older, you start to get wiser and more critical. It's our friends theory. So you start to look back on certain things. Things that may have worked then don't work now. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Saying that, mm-hmm. we're not just the issue with the movie for me wasn't just that she retroactively changed canon, the arc stories, right? She could have easily not touched the Harry Potter world. This is so far into the past. 70 years past. 1920s. That she doesn't... We don't have to learn anything other than Dumbledore or semi-gay. There was a coded queer, like, oh, we made a hand bond, honestly, really cop-out, cowardly way of after Mm. really... But then again, that's kind of part and parcel with J.K. Rowling. She very retroactively said, oh, by the way, Dumbledore's gay gay. after the books have been written, after the movies and whatnot. So then you have the only gay character... Queer Potter fans have been like, "Oh shit, Dumbledore! We love Brian. We love this guy. We've been we love it, right?" And then all of a sudden, you have your first opportunity to really highlight this story arc, and you you cop out. You code queer it, right? You 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 code it, but you don't do anything. Yeah, you're not explicit. Overt. Yeah. Okay. Setting that aside, I cannot believe that nobody turned to J.K. Rowling uh-huh. and go. Slave rape, <laughs> not the thing to put in your movie. Mm. <laughs> Lestrange's mom is a sen is from Senegal. Yes, she gets imperioed, which is the mind domination curse, mm-hmm. by a white French dude, who then proceeds trigger warning to sleep with her, therefore commits rape. Yes, has a child. Yep, abandons that, and then has a white baby. And loves the white baby. She he, she literally threw in slave rape. Hold on a minute, J.K. Rowling. I don't know what's going on in Britain, but that's not an okay... St- that's a fucked up storyline because you just throw it in there. You're not exploring the complications of, holy shit, this man just raped a black woman. Uh-huh. Right? Then you create a quote-unquote mulatto daughter. This is using the, the, the historical term for it, right? Uh-huh. 
a literal trope of racist fiction that emerged in America. Not only a but the tragic Momoda. Literally, what does she do the entire movie? She mopes about. Yeah. Tragically. Awesome. You got a brilliant fucking actress, mm-hmm. Zoe Kravitz, mm-hmm. right? Who you then use as a tragic mulatto trope, mm-hmm. right? Only to have her sacrifice. sacrifice herself to save the white guys. To save the Scamanders. She's the only person, main character that's a person of color. And you're going to really... Look, I I know that they they always talk about leftists bringing race into everything. But you cannot look at that theme and go, that's a a good theme. Great. Yeah, Yeah, he raped a black woman and had a a biracial child who then dies. (laughs) Only thing she's contributed to the story. He, she must have read. She must have read a biography about Thomas Jefferson. And she just Thomas put it in Jefferson there. the she, shit out yeah, of this. Thomas Jefferson the she's shit out of this. She's Sally Hemming this. Yeah. yeah, I can't believe she did that. Yeah. So there's a part of me that now rethinks, and there is a lot of problematic elements of Harry Potter. We've mentioned this, right? Yeah. Class is a very big problem. Mm-hmm. Ron's poverty is always a, a butt of jokes, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Never quite addressing the fact that yeah, okay, oh yeah, there's an elitism, mm-hmm. right? But never quite truly addressing the fact that that's a fucked up way to make someone the butt of jokes is poverty (laughs) especially since harry potter magically gets the fantasy of every young boy is that he's poor and he's rich rich. yeah right never truly addresses that the kind of class dimensions there okay none of the big seven none of the big main characters of harry potter are people of color at all Mm -hmm. right all white white okay bit problematic there Mm -hmm. but you go okay that's England. It, it's, you know, England, they got different relationships with race. It is what it is. Then she has this kind of really odd pure blood thing she does with the with the Death Eaters. That's kind of supposed to be a metaphor of the KKK. But, I mean, even literally the bad term for wizards are what? Mudblood, mm-hmm. right? So there's a kind of racial connotations. But who is it directed at? All the white people. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like even her untra- attempt at an allegory at race and bigotry is towards other white people. Right? It's like, mm-hmm. okay. Gotcha. Here she is, decades later. Evolved, matured writer. And this is what she comes up with. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is the big problem for me. I I actually, I don't know if you guys noticed, but like, as the story was like, as they started telling her mom, so I actually leaned forward and looked at you two. I actually yeah. looked over at y'all like, I can't believe she's doing this. Am I? I was just kind of confused. I was, like, I was wait, slightly what? like, am I losing my, my shit? I was asleep. I was also happy that they had the name Mustafa and Yusuf in there. They had Mustafa and Yusuf. <laughs> yeah. was a bad guy. <laughs> no, he wasn't a bad guy. Eventually, because of the but... No, he, was, he had to avenge his father. Yeah. He's avenging. The only other black guy is on a vengeance quest <laughs> yeah, right. to kill a yeah. kid. He's real fuck. angry. Yeah. Also, a lot of baby killing. In yeah. Movie. yeah, what the fuck, what man? What the hell's going on, Two babies killed. Just right, like, I get it. You're trying to show that people are evil. Pro-choice. But Jesus Christ. Stop it. What happened? Who said what? You son of a bitch. Blind. Crossed. Again. What's going on? But it's like, you missed it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I tried to, I tried to, I tried to, I, I caught it, it went over your head and I caught it, but <laughs> you did, you did, yeah, so like, again, not a bad movie, but a lot of themes that you just kind of go, I can't believe this is going on, I'm wondering, two things here, one, is it just the medium, 
she was never a great writer. She's yeah. a good writer. She's mm-hmm. never a great writer. The shift from book to screen has an impact. Yeah. We saw this in the first movie, right? In the books, we're told that wands don't connect with one another. They don't, the, they don't touch tips. Uh, no docking. No, no, no docking. I can't believe you used the actual term. I was just going to say ch- tips. Innuendo, V. Innuendo. <laughs> when it no longer becomes innuendo and it's explicit, it's not as funny. Tragic innuendo. Innuendo. <laughs> Touching of the tips. It doesn't happen in the books except for Voldemort and Harry Potter's one, right? Yeah. It's called something, Premium Incantatum or something. That's Harry Potter's underage. Yeah. Okay. But in the first movie, we saw in the Fantastic Beasts, they were constantly crossing streams. Crossing crossing streams. Yeah. Right? Part of that, you go, okay, I guess because it's the visual, it looks cool, Mm -hmm. that's why they're doing it. So maybe that's part of why I'm a little bit lukewarm to this. This isn't a book being made into a movie. This mm. is a screenplay she's written. Yeah. I guess it's a very di- I mean, even it's the medium is very different. Yeah. Second, and I, I'll kind of, you know, I'm going to put it out there. I like J.K. Rowling, but there's a part of me that goes, I think this could just be her trying to make money. Maybe. I mean, I mean, she didn't have to make these prequels. I love that there's a part of nostalgia there. They're not a prequel, she says. Whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like, at this point in time, is she really expanding the Potterverse world? Or is she just trying to collect the paycheck? Listen, man. A billion dollars. So she's worth. She doesn't need it. Yeah. I, I don't feel, know. I feel like it's a lot of it's just... I don't know. I don't think the, the artistic news is hitting her the same way. Yeah, and yeah, I wonder like, why she took on that project. Because yeah. they talk about how like they pushed and pushed and pushed for this. Who pushed for it? Yeah. The fucking studio did. I will tell you, though, like, I loved Fantastic Beasts. Well, yeah, Fantastic like, Beasts so, was, was great. I was enamored by that, right? And then this one was like... I mean, was it two years later? Yeah, you look, know, like, it had a rough it's time. It's not later. bad. Yeah. It's not bad. It's not a bad movie. In fact, I will say there one thing that did improve on from Fantastic Beast is that the magic wasn't pew pewing each other. Pew, they weren't pew, just pew, shooting pew pew. There was actually more creativity, which I appreciated. Yeah. Right? But you got, you got a system that in the books, they're not just shooting pew pews at each other. It's constant jinxes and curses and whatnot. Yeah. So I appreciated that a little bit more. But there, I don't know. Maybe it's a, the filler thing. Yeah. What's with this? There, there, there's a random love triangle in there. Yeah, but it just it didn't it didn't hit it didn't hit with me. There's yeah, something yeah. off. And then when I saw that the some the story, I just went, oh for fuck's sake. Yeah, and I feel like it was the when that when Grindelwald did that the final kind of speech at the end to his followers. Yeah. You know, I was listening to him going, "This is very never quite hit." Yeah, like it didn't. It didn't have the. It didn't have like kind of the bravado that I was no, expecting. I expected more. Cor- yeah. no, he is a more interesting villain, I think, than Voldemort. He Voldemort's is. a bit too too. On, he's too ultimate evil. Not to yeah. not to be not, no pun intended. He's a bit on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> he's a bit too much. He's always oh, pure evil. Yeah. Right. I kind of like Grindelwald. He's a yeah. true believer. That they're more scary in my mind. Yeah. Right. He's Trumpian. He's he's but, and Johnny Depp, you know, abuser that he is. Um, Piece of shit. He's charismatic, but something is missing. He, I don't think they allowed him to. Come yeah. on, let yourself kind of go, right? Be be charismatic. Yeah. He just he never quite 
Because you can't. It's I, his role. Is he time, a cult leader? Yeah. Is he a dictator? Because I kind of wondered the whole time. I'm like, why are any of these people following yeah, Brenda Wolf? Exactly. <laughs> There's nothing about him Queen? that's like. Yeah. Talk about ruining Queenie's character. Yeah, what the fuck, yeah. man? Where did that come from? Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, she's. No just, character development. Yeah, yeah, I know. It sucks because like, Jacob's my favorite character in the movie. Oh, I love yeah, Jacob. I love Yakub. Like, how the fuck happened? I, stop it. I love Jacob. I also. I liked Queenie's character. Queenie's yeah. character is unabashedly feminine. Yeah. yeah, and she draws power from that femininity, right? I mean, one of the things that she does in the first movie is how does she help her help people escape the minist- the makuza, mm-hmm. right? Is she goes, I know that you're, you know, she flirts with one guy, and yeah. another guy, she goes, I know you're having an affair with, so, you know, yeah. she uses her abilities in a very interesting way to claim power in a very male dominated society without compromising her femininity, right? Yeah. More often than not, when men write strong women, what do they do? They just make men with boobs. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. they do. Men write strong women like they write men. Yeah. They never write women. Like inherently, like they don't see femininity as strength, yeah. right? So Xena, the warrior princess, is an example, right? Oh, she's got to be a warrior princess to be strong. Wonder Woman, well, she's got to have these, you know, Amazonian, yeah, Amazonian. Whereas Queenie wasn't Queenie was written by a woman who saw strength and femininity, mm-hmm. and then suddenly she's this other character that didn't make yeah, sense. Like here. a convert in that weird way. I don't know. Like I don't. I didn't. I, I it didn't annoyed it. me. It actually annoyed me a lot because that was like my favorite part of the story in the in the first one. Jacob and her it was Jacob and her. Yeah. Adorable. So yeah, it didn't make any sense. Didn't. Yeah, but they still had the little platypus guy. That was cool. Niffler. The Niffler. The Niffler, Niffler yeah. yeah. I wish he did more damage. Yeah. Part of the fun of the Niffler is damage. Yeah. All of a sudden he's like tame in this one. I love the, the best part of the first one for me was Niffler. him trying to fucking catch that Niffler. Yeah. yeah. Because that to me was a lot of Harry Potter. Harry Potter is a chaotic world. It's a world where magic is, yeah, you study it, but it, it creates a wild menagerie of a world. Yeah. It's wild. It's crazy. It's a unpredictable. Nice menagerie. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like, it, Wouldn't you agree? Like, Harry Potter, the world of Harry Potter, is it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Right? Things are going off. And yeah, things just are random things are happening. So everything's a little bit... And so the Niffler really captures that. He's kind yeah. of adorable. It's but like a like, hippogriff. But he's definitely chaotic. Yeah. Right? Bloody and then chicken. in this one, you didn't, you didn't get a chance to really see that. Yeah, yeah I would have loved to see more kind of a Newt Scamander, you know, because uh, there's a certain scatteredness about him. There is. And it's a lot of it has to do with, like, how the, you know, the instigation of uh, the, yeah. the beast that he put. And it just didn't really, it didn't go the same way I this think time Potter around, like, fans would still love the movie. I think Newt Scamander's on the autism scale. I, they don't. They try not to play him that way. But, yeah. but he has he comes certain off traits. As that so, I mean, they've made it very clear. He's like, oh, we're not trying to mimic autism here. But it seems yeah. like. But it. there is there's certain characteristics of his that do would show up on the spectrum. Yeah. A spectrum is the word you're looking for. By yeah, the way, I said scale, right? Yeah, scale. Sorry. You but I, I think Harry Potter friends will still like it. You get to see some of your old favorites. You get to see some stuff that you've never seen before, but yeah. you've heard of. Nicholas ne- Fleming. Nicholas Flamel. You finally Flamel. get to see him. He is the sorcerer for the Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah. Literally, yeah, I know that. that that's the guy who... Did yeah. you? Yeah. Oh, I thought you didn't... It was also kind of uh, nice to see him at the end kind of butt kicking ass a little yeah. bit. Yeah, right? his hands breaking and shit. Yeah, he's like, time. oh, old, old guy shows up and he's yeah. not, knows, knows his shit. Yeah, he's 375 years old. So, you know, you got... You, there's some of that. I mean, seeing Dumbledore was nice. I mean, I know that I kind of... I got excited when you saw Hogwarts. Yes, yeah. I did. I did. I got I did. super excited. Like, oh my god, it's I got some goosebumps. Here. When they started walking across that bridge, I'm like, oh, I yeah, love it. I heat. love it. I was, I was trying to, I, I realized it was V next to me, so yeah, I didn't want to nudge him. I wanted to nudge you. <laughs> but there was, a, there was, I was kind of hoping like the students were more troublesome. Yeah. They were like, 
they were, uh, you know, causing issues. They were nah. like, throwing shit at the cops. <laughs> <laughs> He's our best teacher. Shut up. Interesting. Okay. The robes were different this time around too. You know, yeah. that the robes were actual academic robes. They're yeah. not wizard robes. Yeah, they were in uniforms. They were sure. they were academic robes. That yeah. is, they even had the the the, the little velvet that mm-hmm. academic robes had. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of interesting. Overall, grade C plus. Yeah, I'd say that. C plus. Yeah, C plus. Solid 78%. No, 77. I take that extra point away because the whole you totally missed Zoe Kravitz and because oh, of the story arc. I no. gave it. Shouldn't have done that. Should, I gave just it, shouldn't have done I that. gave it the extra point because Newt Scamander, Team Hufflepuff, bitch. He is a lovely. Also, like the single most competent Hufflepuff like, of all time. And then you have like. The man is throwing spells out left and right more than anybody. Somehow he's a detective. Somehow he's one, and that's the other thing that they've they always kind of mess up on is that the books make it very clear that lots of wizards learn spells, right? But like in reality, only a few become really good. Not everyone's a duelist. Not everyone's an expert. Yeah. You get a little bit of training, and then you go and you live your ordinary life. And your ordinary life. You just, you know, you cook, you clean, you do shit like that. Yeah. But Newt's got all sorts of skills and talents. So maybe he's exceptional, but it is what it is. I did like him. I thought he was wonderful. Boom. Recommend people to go see it? Yeah. Yeah, go watch I mean, it. You once. should watch I mean, you're going to watch it. People are going to watch it anyway. Yeah, yeah, just go watch, watch it. it. Watch it anyways, and then tweet at J.K. Rowan and be like, what the fuck was it, that story arc of... Zarep. The la, la strange. Like, what the hell, lady? You lost your damn fucking mind. Not a single person around her said, This was a bad idea. Don't do this. <laughs> a bunch of old white people, bro. That's the problem. That's what happens when you don't have people of color in the writing room. Yeah. And literally, anyone would be like, Hold on a minute. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. This is, this is freshman complet. Yeah. It's freshman English, freshman complet. Anyone would be like, So you mean to tell me the French guy, right? Because the French did fucking conquer half of Africa and made him speak French, went into an African country, stole a black woman, raped her, and had a baby. Well, she was in France, I think. Was it, were they in France? Yeah, she was oh. in France. Whatever. Oh, because the family was like, a, you know, trying to wash away with it being an upscale black family. Oh, oh yeah. That's yeah, why. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because the house was a chateau. Uh, like yeah. you can't have chateaus in, in no you cannot chateaus are uniquely French cannot have a palatial sh- structure oh. anyways they have Chateau Marmont in, in LA yeah that, it's not a chateau <laughs> whatever anyways that's that's <laughs> let's end it there our review we've talked a little bit about Stanley yeah. and our review a fantastic beast let us know what your thoughts are tell us your Stan Lee moment when did you get into comic books uh, what impact did it have on your life let us also know what you think about fantastic beast if we're wrong if you loved it let us know we'd love to hear if you think we're too gentle and it was actually worse let mm-hmm. us know um, are we crazy for some of our things because I think some of the retroactive call me genius, crazy shut up some <laughs> of the retroactive elements of it I think really kind of threw us off uh, hopefully you pick up on them if not let us know maybe there is a rational explanation for some of this maybe there isn't give us your favorite like, Stan Lee cameo yeah, like the McGonagall thing let us know this is going to let you know how you can get a hold yeah, of us we're on Facebook facebook.com slash currently nerdy we're on Twitter, at Currently Nerdy. On Instagram, at Currently Nerdy. Tumblr, CurrentlyNerdy.tumblr.com. YouTube, search Currently Nerdy. We're on Google Play, Stitcher, and the podcast or the iTunes podcast app. So please, five-star rating, review, and make sure you're subscribed. Are you wearing sweats? Yeah. Um, 
Uh, threw me off. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us individually, you can. V, how can I get a hold of you? Find me on my food blog at thesandwichslayer.com or sevencrosswords.com. You can also find me on Twitter or Instagram. VTran214. That's B-Y-T-R-A-N-214. Elite. You can catch me on my website at alialome.com or on social media, Instagram and Twitter at A-A-O-L-O-M-I or on our sister podcast, which is returning next week, Head on History. Diz. You can find me everywhere at Disbella, D-I-Z-B-U-L-L-A-H. For everyone here, Curly Nerdy, thank you for tuning in, and remember, stay smart, sexy nerds. And remember, to all hell, the currently nerd empire. What?